1: Support for Born Ready to Pod is presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. One, The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up that you need in the new year. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for some action and new beginnings in 2021. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ARMCHAIR. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. O'Neill the rebound. Kevin Olley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he banked it in! He backed it in! And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Oh, assist double- oh, oh the block. chicken! Double time! Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, oh, oh no! With oh, the no. right Don't hand! Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor, on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome
0: back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Chris Cook here. Uh, not no Jake Light tonight, but Eric Cock is here as always. Um, the Pacers game against the Knicks here Saturday night matchup, they fall to four and two on the season and lose to the Knicks 106 to 102. Game at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, it was a competitive game throughout. Uh, I think the biggest lead was like a 10 point lead by the Knicks. The game was very close throughout, which was, you know, kind of what I was expecting, but I did really expect the Pacers to pull through, Um, but they didn't. Some costly turnovers and bad shot selections there in the fourth quarter. Uh, Really kind of just put a nail in the coffin, uh, and the Knicks pulled ahead. Um, And I will say, I mean, the Knicks are now 3-3. and They're still bad. They're not a good team, so it is a bad loss, but uh, they play a lot harder this year. You know, Thibodeau is, you know, taking over the reins, so – uh, they play a lot, uh, a lot more aggressive out there. Uh, they look a lot better than they have in years past here in these first six games. Um, and let's not forget—I mean, they also blew out uh, the Bucks a couple a week or so ago. So they're uh, they're a tough team to beat. They always have competitive games against the Pacers. Seems like there's never been any real blowout over the last few years uh, with the Pacers between them. So not surprised that it was a close game, but uh, to lose by four points. Uh, And to have such, you know, careless turnovers and bad shot selections there in the fourth, that really just cost the Pacers the game. So what are your thoughts on uh, that shit show that we we just watched?
1: Yeah, I mean, we came out late in the third and we were starting to score well. And I thought the fourth quarter was going to set up fine. I didn't think we did too many bad things to lose the game. And in that fourth quarter, I think they ended the game on like a nine or 10 run. I mean, we had the game the Brogdon's best game and he's been playing so well and he made seven threes tonight which I don't know if he's ever done in the Pacers uniform but that was just impressive so seeing him have a game like that and then us just falling short was really annoying especially to the damn Knicks and I mean they give him somewhat credit because I mean they did play well Barrett played really well killed us from three Austin Rivers killed us which is just absolutely annoying and that just makes me so mad but This is the game that we've been kind of waiting for. I mean, I didn't watch a second of the Cleveland Cavs game, but I think the game we lost to Boston, we we played decent in a loss. I mean, it was a good team. We weren't expecting to win both of them. We also had a little fourth quarter breakdown. So this is the game You know, we were due for one of these kind of letdowns. And I still think some guys played well, so I'm optimistic, but you know, that game that was just a scary, hard game to watch if you're a Pacers fan, just because you kind of lose a lot of air of the three and one or four and one. Five and one looks so much better than four and two. And then you're playing a tough Pelican game up next. So we're gonna be start shuffling back in the pack in the east, I think, which is also annoying. So this is just a loss we couldn't afford to lose this early in the year, even though it probably won't affect our seating or anything at all. But I mean, just for momentum and what we you know, we were hyped about, it's just, it just sucks. And like you said, the Knicks have been playing better this year. Well, coach, yada, yada, yada. But still, I think eight out of 10 times the Pacers should win this game. So this one just stings a little more.
0: Yeah. And I mean, consider the, the shooting percentages tonight, the Pacers took a uh, franchise record tonight, 50 3 point field goals. Yeah. Uh, they only made 19 of them. So they only shot 38% from three. Uh, Brogdon, like you said, hit seven of them. So, uh, that was a big reason for that right there. Um, in between, you know, some of the Pacers main scores and, and we haven't neglected to bring up the fact, uh, TJ Warren out indefinitely, yeah. um, going to get that surgery done on his foot. So who knows when he's going to be back. So he's missed the last two games and he's going to be out for the foreseeable future, probably the next couple of months. Um, so obviously he's not in the lineup. They've had to insert Aaron Hollett. Day in there, so, uh but you're looking for a big chunk of scoring there from you know Oladipo, Holiday, and Doug McDermott to kind of make up you know what's lost there from TJ Warren. Um, Brogdon obviously picked up some of that slack tonight, scoring 33. Uh, but between those three players and Aaron Victor and Doug, they shot six of 35 from the field tonight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, that absolutely absolutely is not going to cut it, uh, McDermott. And Oladipo combined – actually, all three of them combined from three. They were four for uh, 23 from three between those three players. So very, uh, very piss-poor numbers there from the field from those three guys. Um, Still, Bjorkgren is is electing to go with an eight- or nine-man rotation. Keelan Martin checked in there in the first half, only playing four minutes. So these starters are playing a heavy load of minutes. Sabonis played 39 minutes tonight Brogdon with 41 minutes and Victor Oladipo played 37 minutes so these starters are putting in you know a lot of minutes so I think you know kind of even maybe in that you know last couple of minutes of the game there especially I think is where fatigue might have started to show up where you know these guys are playing maybe you know seven or eight more minutes than they're used to so um I don't know Obviously, you know TJ Warren not being on the bench obviously hurts the depth, but uh, I think that you know we're we're looking forward to when Jeremy Lamb comes back and, and we have another per, another wing that we can throw in um, and take some minutes and give you know some of these guys more rest during the games.
1: Yeah, that's not not an exciting sentence. Waiting on Jeremy Lamb. I mean, I know we're <laughs> optimistic, but like just compared to what Warren brought what Holiday did tonight was zero points over 0 five on maybe the worst start of any season he's had in the Pacers jersey in year three, which is also another deflating bummer. So, like, it's getting it's getting worse and worse as the season goes on right now after those first five, four games that we were excited about. So we got to strap in. This is the NBA grind. I mean, we're going to have to deal with some injuries and we're going to have to get Aaron Holiday to play a little better. We're going to have to have Oladipo. I mean, I, I liked what Oladipo did. He he drew 11 fouls tonight. You know, he's two for nine from three, but he'd been shooting it so well. I think he, he was warranted nine, three shots, especially for the, the way he'd been shooting it this season. So I'm not upset with him necessarily. This loss isn't on him. We went away from going to Sabonis a lot and you know, we, we shot 53s and Jake always says this and I didn't necessarily agree with him for a while, but it's hard to argue. Now we just don't have the personnel to play this type of basketball effectively. I mean, if we get hot, if we focus, you know, the offense through Sabonis, of course we can, we can beat anybody, but we just don't have the personnel to do this on a night in and night out basis and be a dominant team. I mean, we're still probably a playoff team, but like I said, just deflating and going into a Colts game tomorrow, which is the biggest game of Phillip rivers this season, you know, I just need some good news. I need some good luck. So I need I need good vibes all around. Tonight was not it.
0: Yeah, and uh, just got – you mentioned there Sabonis the uh, not really involved. I mean, obviously teams are keen in on him on mm-hmm. defense now because, uh, you know, obviously he's the main focus uh, for the Pacers' offense. But the fact that he only had eight shot attempts tonight – I mean, they got to find a way, you know, to get him some shots. I know teams, like I said, are keen in on him. Um, they're sending double teams and things like that. But for him to only get eight shots, that's not going to cut it. Um, and, you know, I know Brogdon had a great night. He took 18 shots. Um, Brogdon and Oladipo, you know, taking more shots than him, that's, you know, not a, not a terrible thing there. Uh, but Doug McDermott, I mean, 13 shots. He, he took five more shots than Sabonis. So um, even Miles Turner, who, you know, had an okay night from the field, uh, he had 15 shots. So he took double the shots pretty much of what Sabonis took tonight. So um, Pacers got to figure out a way to, you know, get the ball into Sabonis and let him create, you know, assist wise, uh, or, you know, getting, getting buckets in the paint or something like that. But uh Interesting stat here, too, is bonus is I think they said number nine in the league in assists this year. So, uh, as a big man, you know, that's that's a pretty interesting stat, in my opinion.
1: It's very interesting, but the fact that you mentioned it on the night I took him to get six assists for plus 212, (laughs) and he, I mean, he only had three going into that fourth quarter, so. tonight wasn't his night and this just goes to prove if Sabonis doesn't have a good game our chances of winning go way down I mean Brogdon had a great game Turner had a good game I mean Oladipo didn't have his best game obviously but still had 16 points I mean we need Sabonis this team has to rotate through Sabonis has to work through Sabonis and tonight it just didn't work we shot a lot of threes which is what we we're down with that we're down with shooting threes that's okay but we just got to shoot maybe a few less threes and get your all-star center involved. That's, you know, top 10 in the NBA in passing. Maybe, maybe that's just a thought. I don't know, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we've like a good idea. Yeah. Another point here um, as well, kind of on that Sabonis note out, they were out rebounded tonight, 51 to 32 by the Knicks. So um, significant um, uh, range between the Knicks and the Pacers there. Uh, on uh, the rebounding side. And then also points in the paint. Uh, The Knicks had 56 points in the paint while the Pacers only had 26. So, um, you know, the Pacers have been getting most of their points from the three point line and and from, uh, from down low. So I I feel like, you know, tonight they might've just went, you know, I think you have to have a good balance of both. And I think tonight they were, you know, 85% for those deep balls, and only maybe put, you know, 15, 20% focus in the paint. So, and I even heard to mention that in the post game that, you know, they didn't utilize, you know, uh, getting shots close to the basket. So definitely, you know, 50 threes, I'm not mad about it, but if you're going to take that many threes, you better be shooting better than 38%. Um, and if you're neglecting, you know, uh, those, those shots close to the basket. So. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much my final thoughts on that that game do you have anything else that uh, you wanted to
1: point out before we move on I just, TJ McConnell shooting threes is the grossest thing in the NBA I love TJ <laughs> McConnell but that one he took from the top of the key where it looked like it was a robot armed man shooting it like <laughs> just so awkward and weird and he didn't even I don't think he came close but I, we should have shot 49 threes tonight I think that's fair to say yes yes
0: Uh, that was, that was very gross. Um, he, uh, he didn't want to shoot it. You could obviously tell that he did not want to shoot that three. Um, he's had a lot of wide open three attempts, not only this year, but even last season that he's passed up. Um, and teams know that he doesn't want to take that shot, but I mean, he affects the game in so many different ways that he can be out of, he can, he can be out on the court and not have to take those shots. But my concern for him is, you know, at some point, Um, that you know he's going. We're going to need him to do that, and so I don't know if he's going to be able to get his minutes. Um, if if he's not able to take those threes and you know hit one of them a game or something like that, I don't know.
1: I don't know if we'll ever get to that point with McConnell, but it it just didn't look good tonight. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it was early in the shot clock, that's why it stands out. I love McConnell, but. I just remember being a fourth shot at the top of key. It was like 11 seconds left on the shot clock. And that, that was just the worst shot of the night, in my opinion. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on. Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Pacers travel down to New Orleans to face off against the Pelicans. Um, I believe the Pelicans are in the middle of a game right now. They're tied um, in the fourth. Yes, they are. With a minute to go, yeah. Yep, they're down by – Yeah, down by one to the Raptors with a minute left is what I got here. Hmm. Anyways, so uh, not taking that uh, game into account. They're currently three and two on the season. Um, So they're they're currently looks like they're favored by a little bit on the ESPN app here. Um, Brandon Ingram, you know, he's having a solid season to start off the year. He's averaging close to 23 points per game. Um, they also have Steven Adams down low this year. So, uh, you know, a big physical center that's likely going to cause issues for the Pacers. Um, and then it'll be interesting with, uh, Zion. I assume that Sabonis will be guarding him It's it's what I figure will be the case. Um, so that'll be a, a tough matchup for him. So, looking at the way the Pacers match up against this team. And I mean, even with Brandon Ingram, I mean, who are they going to throw in when they're playing that small lineup, That likely put Malcolm Brogdon on Brandon Ingram to start the game. So um, I, I feel like this is a tough matchup for the Pacers. Um, and uh, I don't know, having to go down to new Orleans. Um, I know I heard a stat that the way teams have better records than the home teams this season. Um, but uh I don't know. I I think this is going to be a a very tough game for the Pacers Monday
1: night. Oh, I agree completely. And the thing about Lonzo Ball is I don't think Brogdon will have another 33-point night because that's the one thing, love or hate Lonzo Ball, that he's always been good at is is defending and passing. Those are his strong suits. He's never been a great shooter. He's got that awkward shot, but he doesn't need to shoot necessarily. So defensively with him and Bledsoe, that's going to limit Brogdon, and you're just going to need – You're going to need Sabonis to win the matchup against Adams, and you're going to need a bench guy to to score well because they have scores off the bench. Reddick's had a slow start to the year. I could see him coming in and just murdering us. Josh Hart can shoot the three off the bench. Melly, they got guys that can kill us off the bench, so we're going to have to match their bench play, and I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this is a game on paper I think the Pacers lose looking at, but that probably means they'll win because that's just how mm-hmm. it works with me in, in these type of games. I'm thinking Pelicans all the way. Ingram will have a big game. Someone off the bench will kill us, and then we'll go into the game, and Ingram will have like four points a half, and we'll be up 10 or something. So mm-hmm. this is, it's going to be a fun game because they got a lot of good players to watch. I mean, Zion and Ingram, they're worth the price of admission ball can pass. So I'm looking forward to just being a fun game. I'm a big Zion guy. Everyone knows that. I think he's the second coming of Christ. I've been pretty open about that. I think he's really fun to watch. He doesn't shoot. He's, he's just a post guy now. He That's what he does. He's, he's Charles Barkley. So if Sabonis can win that matchup and let's say Zion doesn't go off against us in the paint like he could, I think there's a chance we win. But like I said, this is the game I think we lose on paper.
0: Yeah, and they run those two-point guards in the backcourt, so similar uh, style there with the Pacers. I imagine Oladipo and uh, Aaron Holiday will be taking care of Bloodsoe and Lonzo Ball. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I I feel like Miles Turner, he's going to have a tough matchup there with Steven Adams, a big physical center. Um, Definitely going to look at – actually, no, I'm not looking at it because I've deleted all the gambling apps, so I'm done. But if I did have the gambling apps (laughs) – I would definitely be looking at that over on rebounds for Steven Adams Monday night. I feel like that's a pretty solid line right there that you need to hit. Um, But like I said, I'm definitely not getting in on that. Um, But yeah, Zion, how is he, I know he makes, you know, some big blocks and things like that defensively. Do you think that he will be able to stop Sabonis down low? Um, Or do you think maybe they put Steven Adams on Sabonis and then let Zion uh, guard uh, Miles Turner?
1: I think they're going to openly switch to start the game. I think you're going to see both. And if let's say Sabonis starts killing Zion, I think it'll be strictly Adams. So to start the game, I'm hoping Sabonis is more physical than Zion Williamson at this point in his career. And Zion Williamson plays really physical. Don't get me wrong, but no one plays harder and more physical than Sabonis in my opinion. That's that's why he doesn't get fouls all the time because he plays so hard all the time. Like, it's hard to just keep seeing that as a ref and keep giving out that call, even though it's probably the right call. So if this game comes down to foul trouble or that matchup specifically, it's going to piss me off and it's not good for the NBA, in my opinion. So hopefully they can stay out of foul trouble. And I think Sabonis wins that matchup on the post, but Zion's one of the best, you know, getting that second chance, quick, you know, first step put back. So he might miss some, and I think Zion's going to be right back there for the putback, so that that's, that can go either way. But I expect Sabonis to win just a low post matchup against Zion. I would expect.
0: And this might be a game too where you see uh, Jakar Sampson off the bench.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: I don't, I don't know. You could throw him in and to defend Zion for a few possessions to get you know Sabonis or Turner some blow there. So I, I feel like you know with those two guys, this is a definitely game where you could just throw Jakar Sampson in there and say, Jakar, you got six fouls. Um, obviously don't hack them every time, but, you know, you can play very aggressive on defense um, and let these guys get some additional rest. We just need you to go out there um, and make things hard for Zion or Steven Adams or something like that. So yeah. be on the lookout. I have a feeling Jakar might might be getting some playing time on Monday night.
1: And I don't hate that either because of how many, you know, threes we, you're not going to expect him to be much on offense, except for what he is like a high energy guy, a guy that can Mm -hmm. match Zion's athletically a little bit. No one's comparing the two athletically, but you know, uh, Samson is especially good at getting those second champ putbacks and stuff like that being active around the rim. So I I think that's a smart move and we'll see if Nate does that, but I just want to go back to one thing. We got to explain to the listeners why exactly you deleted your apps? What, what, what caused that? What triggered that? What emotions were you feeling?
0: Well, see, since the NBA started, I was just, I was hot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I was doing really well. And the thing with gambling is, you know, you do really well, you can do really well for, you know, a couple of weeks, but it, all it takes is a, you know, rough couple of days. Um. And then you're just, you know, it, it just gets to you. And so um, last night, I think, was kind of the, the tipping point here was the Clemson bet you had you had convinced me to go in on.
1: Yep, um, not, I didn't
0: want to Ohio do it, lost, but I
1: felt so. like it was I a good bet, Ohio. so I
0: had to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Ohio State pulled that one out. Um, and I know nothing about college football. So me betting on college football is just pretty much like throwing darts on the board with a blindfold on. Um, so yeah, I, I bet on Clemson lost that, so I wasn't feeling good at all going in today. Um and then so earlier in the day I put a big parlay on Pacers plus the Hawks to win the night. So that was pretty good odds. And then as we get into the fourth quarter tonight, you know, the game's close. So I'm like, there's no way the Pacers lose here um, to, uh, to the Knicks. I'm like, there's no chance. Pacers had plus odds. And, and I won't say how much I bet on it, but for me, it was a, it was a decent amount for a, a bet, especially with only one quarter left in the game. So I said, there's no way this happens. So I bet on it. And uh, yeah, it uh, Pacers obviously didn't pull through. I, I put money on the Pacers' money line there. At plus odds, I think it was like plus 155 or something like that. And uh, they lost. And I said, you know what? This this is it. So I, as soon as the game's over, I got on my, my iPhone and my iPad and, and I deleted all the apps. Um, I will not be deleting the FanDuel Daily Fantasy. Um, I don't put as much money in on those. So it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of just more for fun. Um, but yeah, I, I am... I'm done. I, I, I feel free. When I press those X buttons, I just feel like a free man now. My life, I feel like has reached a new chapter and, and I had fun in that chapter. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, my, my days gambling um, are done um, until in about two months when I go to Vegas. So uh, other than that, I'm done.
1: So what if I had, what if I told you I had an absolute lock of the damn century like the the most solidified block of all time would you even be tempted
0: well i mean <laughs> you know how they do those things to get you back in yep <laughs> they get do those things or you know you the spread the love event on fan duel mm-hmm. so i mean maybe in about a month or two that could entice me to come back but uh at least uh, you know, and I'm starting, so it's kind of like new year, new me. I'm starting this diet on Monday, which, you know, I'm I'm not very thrilled about. Um, my fat ass needs to lose some weight. So I figure, you know what, I'll feel good about myself by eating better. I need to feel even better about myself, not stressing over, you know, stupid sports, at least for the next month. Um, I've told myself even this next month, I won't consume any beer. Ooh. So... Yeah, no beer, at least for a month. Maybe well, I'll five. have one. That's what I was going to say. Um, maybe occasionally. The other night I tried it for the first time, uh, vodka soda. Um, and uh, with some lime and some lemon. And, and it's actually not too bad. There, It's it's not great, but if you need an alcohol fix, it's it's pretty good.
1: That's the oldest thing you've ever said.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I got to be serious did. about it, um, especially, you know, having a kid, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in quarantining and everything going on this last year. I definitely packed on some pounds and uh, I told myself at the end of November, I said, I'm starting a diet at the beginning of the year. Uh, obviously, on that Monday, because you can't start a diet on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, Monday, I'm, I'm starting the diet and uh, no more gambling. So. I feel like a new person. And what's this diet consist of?
1: What, what are you hitting hard?
0: I, I'm just trying to limit the, the calories that I'm, I'm putting into my body. Um, so I have a certain amount of calories that I will be eating. Um, so uh, I did like in the past, I've done like a low carb diet and I actually did really well on that. I lost a good amount of weight. Um, but you just really have to like not eat anything good. So um now I'm just you know gonna have I'm gonna have pretty decent meals that are you know low in calories. Um like on Monday morning, I hate oatmeal, but I'm gonna have a thing of oatmeal for breakfast because it's only like 160 calories.
1: So So. I had a I had a thing of oatmeal this morning with some blueberries because you know they're very heart healthy. And then my roommate came home and he had gotten a fried chicken breakfast sandwich from Hardee's on his way home. And he said, you know what, you can have it. So I was still obviously starving because just oatmeal has never fooled up anybody. So I, I I had the chicken, you know, so I I started off the day wrong diet starts tomorrow. We'll see where it goes. I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. So I I hate oatmeal, but it's going to be, you know, I got to find something, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll find something maybe I'll find like you know protein shake or smoothie I can make but first week it's always easy to just find something packaged so I just said we'll go with oatmeal to start off and see how it goes so maybe going forward I can give you guys updates I'm not going to tell you guys how much my fat ass weighs but maybe maybe I'll let the listeners know how much I lose each week maybe that'll be a thing
1: all right, let's let's do it. And just for everyone knows, there's no way Chris weighs anywhere near what I weigh. So this journey will be, will be great to watch from the sidelines. I look forward to seeing it. Um, the wait is finally over. The NFL playoffs are basically here. The NBA season is in full swing and you better believe it. They're playing hockey. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. That's right, any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Before we wrap this show up, let's uh, let's talk about
1: Let's talk about the Colts. Um, yeah, gotta do it.
0: I'm not, I'm not feeling good. I mean, obviously they play the Jaguars. That's, that's going to be a win. Uh, they're right now favored by 14 points. The Jaguars, uh, I believe they already have the first pick locked up. So it doesn't really matter what they do, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, this'll be an easy win for the Colts. Um, but not only that, you know, if it was a win and you're in, your end, I'm feeling pretty good, but, having to win and then also rely on another team to lose. That's what scares me. Um, So they need one of four teams to lose. They need either the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, or the Titans to lose. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they obviously screwed that game up last week. The Browns are currently a 10-point favorite, so they're heavily – Heavily favored against the Steelers tomorrow. Um the Bills, I think, you know, I think they want to win, but I think that they can afford to lose because the Steelers are probably going to lose too and they can still get the two seed. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm thinking to myself, what good does really, what really good does home field advantage do? You know, especially in this time when there aren't fans out there. So I, I don't know if teams really care about that. I think if it was a normal year, you probably would see them playing this game to get that two seed. But since, you know, there's no real advantage to playing at home, I don't think either team cares.
1: Yeah, I somewhat agree. So that's, but that doesn't help the Colts case by any means. So I, statistically one of those damn teams has to lose. One of those damn teams has to lose. And that's what I'm just banking on. And, Uh, I don't know winning 11 games and not making the playoffs in a, in this kind of year would just be, would just be absolutely brutal. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I think their best shot, like you said, there's no way the Ravens lose to the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals did have a win against the Steelers a couple weeks ago. So, um, but I believe Ryan Finley's their starter. I mean, there's, there's no chance they beat the Ravens. Um, So I would cross that game off the list um, Browns and Steelers. I mean, I think the only way that game is even competitive is if Mason Rudolph just turns into Joe Montana against miles Garrett. That's I mean, not gonna happen. no. So the Browns are going to be in
1: <laughs>
0: um, then, like you said, Deshaun Watson, we got to rely on him. Um, who knows what'll happen in that game. I think their best chance is the Bills to beat the Dolphins, um, and then obviously Tua is starting that game. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, he's on the COVID list, so he can't even back him up and come in if Tua is this, Tua is struggling. So I guess that works in the Colts' favor there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not feeling good about this at all. Um, I would say I would put it like a you know, 20% chance. I think the Colts make the playoffs.
1: See, I think it's 50, 50. I think the fact one of those teams is going to lose. It just happens every week in the NFL, the favorites. I mean, the favorites winning is like 53% or something. All these games are coin flips. You just never know the last game of the year. You don't know. Like we've said, we don't really know who's doing what, what's going to happen. I just think the odds are in the favor that one of those teams wins, but I say that and, and it's still, it's, it's, it's still scary because I see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's just a train with, with misery just, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm tied to the tracks. I'm tied to the tracks and I can't move. And that train is just an off season of quarterback questions and a possible Philip of rivers resigning, which might make me vomit, but it's just, there's nothing good coming on that train. It's just death. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, I mean, like you said, it, it could, it'll it probably be competitive games. I mean, they're all divisional games, too. So, mm-hmm. um, these teams obviously know each other. And, I mean, the Steelers, you know, they probably do want to actually beat the Browns tomorrow. They're not going to, you know, play Big Ben. Um, but they're going to play to win, I feel like, yeah. you know, just because they hate the Browns and obviously that incident last season. So, I mean, that could, you know, hype them up. Is it going to hype them up enough to get Mason Rudolph – to take them to a win absolutely not but the game you know i think these spreads are kind of outrageous like i don't even think the colts beat the jaguars by 14 points no. um i don't think the browns win by 10 i think they win but i think it's a lot closer than that so i think these spreads are a little bit off if i if i had my gambling app you know it maybe it's like you're gonna fire it. it up tomorrow morning maybe i would throw some money on it i, I think with the way things are going that what I need to do is just throw money on that parlay that I I talked to you about the other day. And uh, I agree because the way things are going with my gambling, I mean, obviously it'll work out. So, but yeah, it'll be a tough road. Um, And even if they do get in, I mean, I believe they will be depending on who wins and, and who loses, let's just say for, you know, for this sake that the dolphins are the team that loses. I believe the Colts would be, uh the final wild card team um and they would have a first round matchup against the bills so either way they're yeah. kind of screwed
1: it is but i just want to be there you know the, i just want to get to the point where i'm in the playoffs we didn't we weren't there last year that's just the more most exciting i don't even care if we win the super bowl i just like being there because the teams that miss it every year and they're never there their fans are miserable they you have nothing to look forward to you're never even in the conversation so I'm somewhat realistic <laughs> but I just want to be there Give us a damn chance. Let's see if Rivers can do something miraculous. If Reich's as good as coaches, everyone says, maybe he's got a masterful plan. We just got to get there. I just want to get there. That's all I want.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, last note here before we close the show up. Uh, IU obviously lost today to Old Miss um, in their bull game. And uh, I-, I wasn't rooting, I mean, uh, Jake obviously. I mean, I'm a Purdue fan, but Jake is like big into, you know, wanting, you know, a curse on IU and things like that. But uh, so I don't care either way if they win or lose. I mean, it just doesn't affect me. Um, but uh, I did see on Twitter that Scott uh, was starting the hashtag fire Tom Allen trend. Um, he had sent it out at least at least 20 times. He had tweeted it out to people. Um, so, yeah, they, they lose one bowl game after having. Uh, the best football season ever in their college program, and uh, he wants to fire the coach.
1: so yeah, it's Penix getting injured completely ruined their season. I mean, that Ole Miss team is a team that should beat IU without Penix, without backup quarterback. But Penix changes the game. I don't think they were overrated at any point. I think IU had a great season. There's no Tom Allen. I mean, come on, you're not gonna fire Tom Allen. Tom Allen's gonna leave your sorry ass for a better job. It's what's gonna happen, dumbass. Yeah. He's been, on, he's been on quite the role lately. Um, I haven't looked at it as in
0: any of his tweets since I'm sure that he thinks uh, the Pacers need to just, I don't know, fire everybody after losing one regular season game. But I mean, my God, what guys goes through that man's head. I mean, I would, I would love to see it uh, just to see what, why he thinks what he thinks. But I mean, obviously you know, his tweets are working because we've talked about him like three shows in a row. So he moves um, the needle. Somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else that you want to add? That's all I got. All right. Well, guys, it was a very unfortunate loss here tonight, but the Pacers, um, I don't know if they'll bounce back Monday. Like I said, I think it's going to be a tough game, but they'll bounce back. It's the regular season. It's only the sixth game of the year. Remember last year they started the season off 0-3. Um, Temper your expectations, but also don't think the sky is falling. So mm-hmm. that will wrap up this episode. We will see you guys after that Pelicans game. And uh, uh, go Colts. Let's get in the
1: playoffs, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. See ya.